everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bernie's Bums, brought to you by Cream City Central. I am your host, Olivia. I got my co-host with me, Ryan, and I'm happy to report we are not recording at 8 a.m. on a Wednesday. We're doing this early this we week. We might be a little bit more coherent today, but there's yeah. also a chance that we aren't. So, you're going to... Very true. I mean, as usual. Only time will tell. Yeah, as usual. We'll take what the day gives us and see how it goes. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with the punches so, as we always do. So I'm in a good mood today and bad mood. So you're an eh mood so do you wanna, then, when you average it do out. Do you wanna start with the bad mood first? We'll start with the bad and then we'll get into the good. So the bad is today when I was at work, I got a blister. I got a pretty bad blister on my pointer finger. Oh my gosh. You're really wasting the people's time with this. Well, it's more so that I just want to say that I think a blister is one of the most underrated injuries that you can get. Especially as a baseball player. Okay, this is great. Actually, I love this story. Because everybody always rips on baseball players because they're like, oh my gosh, you had to sit out a start because you had a blister. No, those things hurt and try getting on the seams, bro. Uh-uh. Well, like I said, okay. like I got a pretty fat one right now. And, you know, it's raw skin. It stings. It burns. Yeah. And it rips. I can't even close my oh. finger. So... I, I couldn't pitch with this thing. Absolutely not. Yeah, because people were ripping on Brad Anderson earlier in the season because they're like, oh, he just has a blister. He can pitch. No, he can't. No, like, yeah. I can't grab things with this blister right now because it stings. Like, if you put a Band-Aid on, say you put a Band-Aid on Brad Anderson, curveball's not going to have any curve. Exactly. Wow, glad we had this discussion. So very relevant. Um, good news, though. Happy, Ryan. The Brewers are back in the shit. We've always been no, in it. No, no, Don't even say no. that. We're back in We've always been Things in it. We've always been in it. We're looking bleak at one point. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit that, but it's like we were never out of it. No, you but... You may have thought so, because you're negative Nancy, but I, guess, I was I guess I was getting nervous. Is that fair uh, I enough? I think everybody was. Everybody was, bro. But So at this point in the season, I'm looking at the standings right now. The Brewers are third in the NL Central. One game back of the Cardinals, and we are tied for the last place spot in the NL wildcard. This is before the game on Monday, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sorry, so I'm sure sorry. by the time this episode is put up, things will be in a hopefully better direction. Yeah, so um, we'll put this out Wednesday morning on the 23rd. Uh, right now it's the 21st at 4.36, but things are still looking pretty good. Things are looking really good. And I guess we'll just get in a playoff talk right away because that goes into our news for the week. Basically, what I have written down is all you have to do is win the next two series and you pretty much have a 98% chance that you're going into the playoff. 98's a good number. Thank you. I Just take two out of three out of Cincy and take, what is it? We play five games against St. Louis, three out of five in St. Louis, and we're in. I, pretty much. Unless things like really don't go our way. I mean, with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, I mean... Shit, those are wins right there. Yeah, and technically we do have a chance for the wild card spot, but like, just taking second in the division is going to be so much easier. <laughs> so just shoot for that. We are tied right now, I think, with uh, San Francisco. But just take the division, not take the division, but take second place in the division, and we should be good. I like it. I like the plan. I like the plan. I think it's a good plan. I got. I have confidence. I have a lot of confidence. We have. 
I've always we had have confidence. Burns, we got Devin Williams, we got Brandon Woodruff, we got Ryan Braun. In the words of our former guest, Don August, we got the next coming of Babe Ruth and Daniel Vogelbach. <laughs> did you not? He said that today <laughs> on Twitter. I did not see that tweet. He said something like the day. second coming of Babe Ruth. Oh, uh, well, Vogelbach. yeah, he's Babe. He's Babe Vogelbach. I mean, he's guys a legend. He has been for this season. Yeah. Who would have thought? Like I said, we talked about this last week, I think. But who would have thought that Jed Jericho and Daniel Vogelbach oh would be carrying our lineup throughout the season? Right. No. And Corbin name. Burns. Corbin, yeah. Right, Corbin Burns. Like we brought him up. Like we're we're gonna talk about. Well, this. we're gonna talk oh, about. I want to talk about yeah. it now. I do. Yeah. No, that's what I said. We'll talk about it now. Corbin Burns needs to be in the NL Cy Young discussion. 100%. If not, he should be the front runner right now. And not enough people are talking about that. And no, nobody's talking about him. All I've heard is like, oh, you're Black Horse candidate, blah, 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 blah. No, he's a legit candidate. Well, and, you know, me and Olivia were talking before the podcast. I'm like, you know, say he wins the Cy Young. You know, say the voters, you know, come to an epiphany and realize that Which they small won't, market by the way. pitcher should win it. Does it count the same as like a full season? And I said, there probably has to be an asterisk next to the award, right? Yeah, and then I followed up by saying, yes, there will be just because of the circumstances. But I think I've talked about this before. Everybody's on an even playing field. Everybody's playing 60 games and we'll finish with 60 games unless things really go downhill. Um, there's no reason that it should be counted as, oh, well, you know, it was only 60 games, so he's not good enough than any other Cy Young in the past. No, he was the best pitcher. Whoever wins Cy Young, whoever wins MVP, whoever does any of that, they were the best pitcher, and everybody was on the even playing field, and they were the best pitcher at that time. That's what it all is. That's what we talk about with the Hall of Fame, too. It's the best players for that era of baseball. Right now, it'll be the best pitcher for the 2020 baseball season. No matter how screwed up it may have been, they were the best pitcher. So, as of right now, uh, talking about starting pitchers, Corbin Burns leads the league in ERA at 1.77, FIP at 1.79, which is actually an incredible number if you're looking at ERA compared to FIP. A 1.77 ERA and a 1.79 FIP is absolutely incredible. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. That means kind of on average, most of the runs are out of his control and just based off of base hits. He has a, not a lot of homers. Not a lot of homers, which has been his issue in the past. So that's He has a though. whip of 0. 0.946, which is absolutely elite. That's relief pitcher numbers. Dominant relief pitcher yeah. numbers. He leads the league in hits per nine at 5.0. He leads the league in K percentage for starters, and he leads the league in strikeout per nine at 13.3. He's been, I mean, been really good. <laughs> He's been really good at baseball this year. Like, like a complete 180. I seriously feel like, complete. like they're not taking him serious, and it's it's starting to make me mad. Like, I'm barely seeing him on ballots. Like, people, like, say, like, oh, who's going to win it? I barely see people talk about him. Welcome to being a Brewers fan, where nobody gives your players the time of day. Well, I mean, like, because DeGrom, yes, he's been great this year. Trevor Bauer, you Darvish, but... By a lot of the metrics, I mean, Corbin Burns has been the best. Yeah, the only thing, you know, the only argument that, like, 
does make some sense is like guys like Trevor Bauer and other guys that you mentioned, you know, they've been dominant all year where Corbin really started to be dominant maybe within like the last month, month and a half. Now, granted, the season's really only been two months, so has it been that much of a loss? I don't know. But, but you know, that's the only argument that I can see going against them. I guess I don't really care about that because at the end of the season, the numbers don't lie. Like, the numbers tell the story. Exactly. I mean, who cares if he had a rough exactly. two starts in the beginning? Trevor Bowers had a rough start against the Brewers. You know, his maybe just been a little bit more spaced out. Exactly. But and it would probably be if Corbin Burns won the Cy Young. So last year he had like an 8-4-9 ERA or something ridiculous. If he won it this year, I'm sure he would be like the first pitcher to ever have like an ERA plus 8 the year before and then win the Cy Young the next year. Oh, I'm sure someone will pull some, like, history out there I and, like, pull did. out some of these random stats. Yeah, no, 100%. You, There's no you know question. I think another player who's not getting recognition? Are we about to talk about him? Because I'm about to go off. The NL Rookie of the Year, the Rollades Relief Pitcher of the Year, Devin Williams. D-Willie. The fact that he is not talked about more in the game of baseball is astonishing. Olivia, Have you, in, what? in 23 innings, he has a point. Oh, give it to me. 3-9 ERA. In 23 innings, 47 strikeouts. Oh, my gosh. He has a FIP of point eight three. Oh, my gosh. A WHIP of point six zero nine. An S09, 18.4. Bro. What's his strikeout percentage? His K percentage? Yeah, give that to me. Give it to uh, me. Give I don't it have me. it. Give I don't have it. I'm on baseball reference. Come on. Come on. That's why you use fan graphs, bro. We've been over this. I don't know. You know what I'm going to say? What? He has a strikeout per nine of 18.9. I'm going to say his K percentage is pretty damn high. Probably, you know, from that, it's probably like a 65-ish, I would say. But is there a pitcher, relief pitcher, that's been better than him this year? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No. In both leagues. He should win both leagues, damn it. He should win the Rookie of the Year as well. And that's the one that's actually oh my. making me a little bit more upset. <clears throat> um, because, like, I think the relief pitcher, if he doesn't win that, I, I would riot for sure. Oh, yeah. But the only player that could win it the rookie of the year over Devin Williams would be the guy from the Padres. Do you know who that is? Um Wait, I'm sorry, were you talking rookie of the year or reliever of the year? Rookie I'm sorry, of the I kinda zoned you out there. I'm t- I'm oh, talking what? rookie of the year. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, his name's Jake Crowenworth for the Padres. Yep. Yep, that's the it. only his cape the only argument I could see for Crowenworth. And I'm not saying it's like he should win it, but Cronworth has played in more games. I mean, he's an everyday player. He's a, you know, he's a second baseman for the Padres. He's played in 48 games compared to Devin Williams, 20. Yeah, and like, I feel like that's just a big discussion in general. Like when you talk about pitchers winning MVP, like, you know, I feel like that's kind of the, there's kind of a gray area where they don't win those awards a lot just because. You know, they only pitch in a certain amount of games compared to a guy who's an outfielder and goes out and plays, you know, close to 160. Um, 
But I, I am right now looking at Devin Williams stat cast stats. Um, he is in the top person. He is in the top one percent of the league in exit velocity, x batting average, x slugging, woba, x woba, x woba, <laughs> x woba, hard hit percentage, K percentage, and x ERA. Top one percent. That's incredible. Yeah. I feel like he. And it's and it's the freaking changeup. I swear that pitch makes my jaw drop every time. He is only one hit off of the changeup after throwing it 203 times this season. To give you perspective, he has thrown his four-seamer 154 times and his changeup over 200 times. And it's only generated one hit. And its put-away percentage on it is 52.1%. That's insane. That's stupid. That's stupid. Between... Corbin Burns' cutter and Devin Williams' changeup, those are the two best pitches in all of baseball that you will see on any given night. 100% agree. Do you know how many inches of drop his changeup has? Eight. So his horizontal movement, 18.2. Are you kidding me? And his vertical movement, 40.6 inches. How do you hit that? You well, don't. yeah, that's true. You don't, because nobody does. You don't. So versus average, he is also top percent in the league in both. Versus the average, he is 8 in vertical movement and 4.9 in horizontal movement. How this man is not getting talked about more and is not being talked about for NL Reliever of the Year and how he's not being talked about for NL Rookie of the Year is, again, astonishing and should be changed because this kid is incredible. So, tell me this. He's an artist. Tell me this. On the mound. Okay, what? Who would you be more upset about if Corbin Burns didn't win the NL Cy Young or Devin Williams didn't win the Relief Pitcher of the Year? Devin Williams. What about Rookie of the Year? Would you be just as upset? Uh, probably not, just because of the San Diego dude. Okay. Um, so, like, you would understand. kind of a touchy. A yeah, yeah. I give some slack just because it is, like, the whole game thing, like, what you brought up. And Corbin Burns, I don't. I think it'd be great if he did win. I don't think he will just because of how it but is. But do you think he should? I just want him to be talked about more. Do you think he should? I mean, from the numbers you gave me, I would love to dig deeper in and like kind of figure it out compared to Bauer and Darvish and stuff. I don't think he ever will, but I think at least he needs to be talked about more. I respect that. Because it's ridiculous that he's, nobody even knows his name. Yeah, seriously. It's stupid. I mean, I get it because he did have such a bad year last year and he kind of came out of nowhere, but... I mean, when your pitcher's playing that good, I mean, that's baseball's marketing problem, though. I mean, we could go on for days. But anyways. <laughs> that marketing problem. We got that anyway. rant out of the way. I'm glad because I wouldn't have been able to. Do you have a little bit of weight off of your chest yeah, now I wouldn't have been able to. Off? I feel good. I wouldn't have been able to talk about the games or bring up Corbin Burns and Devin Williams without having yeah. to say that. 100%. Just to cover from news, some news from the week before we get on to the series review. Um, so bubbles will officially be in Texas, in Houston, in Dallas slash Arlington, and in California, San Diego, and Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium. That was the weirdest way to say Dodgers Stadium. Um, AL will be in California, NL will be in Texas, um, and then wild card round will be played at the stadium of the team with the best record. Season, not season, good lord, series review, <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're going back, well, not a week, 
going back to Wednesday night, right? Mm-hmm. Doubleheader against St. Louis. First game, I mean, we lost 4-2, to two, but I wouldn't say that was from a lack of pitching. I think that was a lack of help from the lineup. Offense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a typical case of the offense didn't do enough. But Woodruff did help out, um, you know, going seven innings for the full game. Seven hits, four runs, three earned runs. That's the important part. Uh, five strikeouts, and he gave up two home runs. Um, so he did help us out a lot by going seven innings. We didn't have to use anybody from the bullpen, especially because we had a doubleheader like two days before. So that was huge. Yeah, I mean, the seven innings, three earned runs, that's a quality start. I mean, when your pitcher is yeah. doing that, you got to help them out. you got to score more than two. 100%. And the two were in the first inning. <laughs> yeah, Woodruff's a stud. And then are Wayne we, Wright. Are we still going to say that? What? Woodruff's a stud. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Not our ace yeah. anymore, though. No. Sorry, Corbin Burns. I mean, you can't say Corbin Burns hasn't taken that spot. But keep him out of the opening day starter role. Please. For the love of God, please. Please. <laughs> But anyways, never. the second game of the doubleheader, the Brewers won 6-0. It was a bullpen game. I think Brent Suter made the start, correct? Yes, he did. You had Suter go three innings, Peralta win a couple, Williams went one, and then Yardley finished him off. Man, it, I, it's a good game. you know I love Peralta. Every time Peralta pitches good. Pretty pee, it, In the beginning of the season, we talked about Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, two of our youngest pitchers with the most potential. And we're seeing what those two can look like when they really put together a full season. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. Honestly, those two, you know, it they are they are our young pitchers that we've had down in our system. You know, they're mostly homegrown. Um, if not, you could call them fully homegrown. Uh, but those guys are definitely the pride of our pitching system right now. And you're seeing why, because both of them are doing incredible things in their own respective ways. Yep, and then moving on to the Kansas City series. A sweep. I loved it. We needed it. We needed that, and the Brewers delivered. I was about to just drop an F. I was. I knew you the were. The Brewers I... delivered. Yep. 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 Why do you got to censor me? Um, for the people. <laughs> for the people, the kids. The kids. We don't want to come up. That one, that that one baseball writer who was mad at Pete Alonso way back when, when we had nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but most people didn't like that guy. So that's true for the people. Hey, right. we don't want to come across as unprofessional, right? No, we are very professional people. Very professional. Maybe. Anyways, first game against the Royals. Adrian Hauser pitched four innings. Oh, we- we won 9-5, wow. to five, by the way. Damn, okay, I continue. was going to get to that. You really weren't, though. I was about to say, Adrian Hauser pitched four innings, two earned runs, struck out two on a way to a 9-5 to five win. Yeah, but my thing is, like, the score was in the first bullet point, and then the, his line was in the second. Just, like, follow the bullet points, I don't care about your man. bullet points. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to write the outlines? You can knock yourself out, buddy. I don't need an outline. Oh, yeah, this is all of this would come off, come out of your head. Comes off the dome. You know how early I look at the outline? About two minutes before, because I've heard you say, "Oh, I'll take a look at the outline real quick right before we record." Hey, yep. I keep. Oh, I, I know. Keep it up, up top. 
Anyways, Christian Yelich, Jacob Nottingham, and Orlando Arcia. Hitting homers. Nottingham with the grand salami is what Olivia wants me to say. (laughs) I was really delusional when I wrote this. She Uh, Salami. (laughs) She definitely still says grand salami. (laughs) I used to say that when I was five. Great. I have... I'm a five-year-old at heart. I appreciate that. Game two, the Brewers win five to nothing. Corbin Burns was pitching. Need I say any more? No, I mean it was six innings, four hits, no one runs, no walks, and nine strikeouts. Beautiful. Dominant. It was art. Game three, this game, I liked watching. This was one of my favorite games of the series to watch. Brewers won five to three. Josh Lindblom. He's starting to come around. Thank He's you. coming around. Olivia, you know he how is. excited I was to see him this year. And he, last three outings that he's pitched and he's been very good. Been really good. Really good. And he finally said his name right. So we're all proud. I have been. You know, we're all proud of you. Anyways, 5.1 innings, one earned run, two strikeouts. Um, that's probably one of his best starts of the season, if I can remember. Yeah, and the big thing, too, that I see is no walk. Because that has hurt him in the past. Um, you know, getting those extra runners on base that shouldn't be on there due to a mistake. So that's a huge thing that you don't, you know, you're not giving up extra bases. All it took was getting the dude in the bullpen for a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like, too, it's important to remember, like, we didn't get Jocelyn Bloom to be Cy Young. We got him to go five innings and give up maybe two or three runs so our offense could put up the rest. But in you know, like in his last four outings, he's given up. Zero runs, zero runs, zero runs, one run. Dropped his. I mean, it's beautiful. Dropped his yeah. ERA all the way from a six two five to a four eight one. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, is like he wasn't gonna be like out of this world fantastic. He was supposed to be good. No, but I, I mean, I expect him anywhere from like the the three eight, three nine to four five ERA, and he's starting to creep towards that. So like that, it's expected, but it's nice to see. A little bit more consistency out of him where, you know, if if we put him in there that you, you might be getting a good start. Yeah. No, I think you said, like, consistency is the biggest thing for him. But, obviously, in that game, Daniel Vogelbach, Daniel Babe Ruth Vogelbach, um, what was he? Two home runs with five RBIs? Yeah, and I I just want to pull this up. Thank you, Mike Vasallo, uh, Brewers media relations guy, uh, tweeting out the stats every day. Daniel Vogelback has appeared in 11 games and has batted 417. He is 15 for 36 with three home runs and 10 RBIs, and he hit a .88 when he was with Toronto or with Seattle. I'm sorry. Did that that's yeah, 417. He hit a .94 with Seattle. And a .88 on the season before coming to the Brewers. I, I, I really love that guy. And you know what I love about him? He's under club control. I figured that out the other day. What? I was thrilled. So we get him next year. Yeah, he's not. He's not free agent eligible <laughs> until like 2025, I think. He's not even ARB eligible yet. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. Yeah, uh, here, I'll, I'll pull up for sure, because I looked at it a couple days ago, and I have the worst memory on planet Earth, so. 
Daniel Vogelbach. Okay, okay. Let it, good radio, let it good radio. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so he's free agent eligible in 2025, ARB eligible in 2022. And he, I don't know how much we're paying compared to other teams, but his salary for this year is 581. Okay, obviously. Damn near, I know people personally that make more money than that. Yeah, but hey. But hey, they're not playing baseball. And I baseball. also, it's very true. He's living the life. Also, apparently he's the uh, captain on the positivity train, which I'm thrilled. Oh, so he's one of those guys. Love to see it. room guy. Oh, man. People are really raving about him. Yeah, he definitely has the makings of a brewer, random player that people just love. Yeah, 100. Like, he's the Eric Kratz. Yeah, yeah. He's the Eric Kratz of 2018. Oh, my gosh. What? He is the Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz in 2018. Daniel Vogelbach's our Eric Kratz, ladies and gentlemen. He might even be better, though. Yeah, but, like, Eric Kratz was one of those guys, like, I miss Eric. I miss him so much every day, and we don't even need a catcher, but I miss him. He almost makes me forget about Eric James. Yeah. Yeah. He almost heals that wound. I mean, he's playing better than Thames this year, but... I mean, I still, come on. How can you not miss I mean, him? yeah. I mean, yeah. And one last thing that happened in the last game, which, you know, got me a little emotional, if I do say so myself, in the break room of my work. Braun had his potential last bat at bat in Milwaukee. No. I don't know, man. He's got three kids. I don't know. He's not letting his last at bat in Milwaukee be with no fans. Uh, that's and that's my thing though. That's where I feel like he, like he might pull like an Ichiro and do like, oh, I'll play for like the first week of the season and then I'm out. Did you actually like shed a tear? I mean, not in the break room. But you thought about um, it. But I, yeah, no. But the thing is, it's like I came home and then Fox Sports Wisconsin put together like his best moments as a Brewer. That made me shed a couple tears. Come on, stop it. Oh, I'm serious. He's my freaking idol. I love that guy. All right, fair enough. All right. Series preview. These are important. This is like the most important series preview we have ever done on this show. Maybe we should go into detail then. All right. Do you want me to or are you going to go to? You, you give us a start. All right. So we're headed in Cincinnati. We are in Cincinnati right now, or at least I hope they're in Cincinnati currently at this time. Um, game one, we have Woodruff and Castillo. That'll be a fun matchup. It already has happened when you guys are listening to this, so I hope it was good. Castillo's um, been pitching two, well up to this point. Yeah, I mean, all three of their guys. I looked at the starters for this series for them, and I nearly – I'm, I'm a little nervous if I do say so myself. Yeah, but law of averages, two, I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. Game two, we got Anderson versus Gray, which matchup of the century, if I do say so myself. Matchup of the century. (laughs) I'm kidding. I am completely kidding. I have faith in Brett Anderson, though. He's had a great last couple of starts. Yeah, I feel like all of our guys are kind of coming together. Yeah, and then game three, Hauser versus Bauer. Yeah, that's... And honestly, we've... We've hit well against Bauer. Yeah, we've touched up all three of these pitchers. I think Bauer we've picked, we've played against twice, right? Yeah, and I think we got a su- sufficient amount of runs against. We've got we've actually beat up all three of these pitchers in the past. 
Yeah. I so mean, I feel fine. Two out of three. I mean, I'm, yeah, two out of three. It'll be close. I mean, we got we got some, you know, we got Woodruff going. I have a little bit more confidence in Hauser. He he showed a lot more promise his last start. So, you know. Yeah, and I feel like the biggest thing is like we're on a four game winning streak right now, and the biggest part of that is like we've hit. Like we finally have like a consistent offense going um in the last four games. So I feel like that'll help kind of bring us in. And you know, there's a lot of motivation, you know, playoffs, you know, this is what they're playing for. And they don't have a Judge so, Jericho. You're right. They don't have a Judge Jericho. <laughs> right. I'm I bet Exactly. You know what? I at mean at one point this series, Jericho's coming up with a big hit. One thousand percent. I love it. One thousand percent. I love it. I love it. And then we are at St. Louis, but we also technically have a home game in St. Louis. Thank you for getting Rona. Again, going to the casino. I'm going to forever rip on them for doing that. So on the 24th, we have one game. It's an away game for us. On the 25th, it's a doubleheader. The first game is a away game, and then the second game, we're the home team. And then the 26th and 27th are each one game a day, and we're the away team. That makes sense. So what do we got to do? We got to take three out of five? Three out of five. And two out of three against the Reds? Yep. So we go five and three? Five and three. Five and three to finish off the season. That is absolutely obtainable. 100%. I mean, we're not asking them to not lose any games. Exactly. And I feel like that's been the best part about this season is everybody who's in front of us, we're playing. Everything's in our own destiny right now. We control. We control it all. We're not sitting scoreboard watching. Like, we don't need to do that if we just win five games. I think the biggest thing is, I think tonight, Monday, the 21st, I think tonight is the big one. I think if we get a win tonight, we're really controlling our own destiny. Yeah, you get some momentum going in. And, you know, honestly, you know, just take five out of three. I don't care how you do it. Right. If you want to take a sweep from Cincinnati and then sweep St. Louis, be my guest. I don't know how that would be work out. I just find a way to win five. Because that should, well, actually, no, that's probably not a great thing. Actually, no, scratch that. Yeah, because then the Reds work out. win like a tiebreaker yep. or some shit. Yep. Yeah, never mind. Two out of three against Cincinnati and three out of five against St. Louis. Come on. Yep. Sorry, missed miss that one. I forget, you know. Or a five-game sweep of St. Louis. And yeah, just, a three-game sweep of the Reds. I mean. And the year on a 12-game win streak. We did it in 2018. We had 11 games going in. See? I mean. I'm not opposed to it. Says, yeah, I'm like not I opposed. said, be my, be my guest. I'm just saying at the least. At least win five. At the very least, win the rest of them without losing any. Okay. Um. No. My very obtainable expectations. Sure, obtainable is one way to describe it. But anyways, you think that's all we got for today? I think that's all we got. You know, I feel like the really big thing was getting the Corbin Burns and Devin Williams discussion out of our, out of our. System. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like that was important. And if anything big happens, any news that we hear, I think we within it, and it, and we all know it'll happen within the next half hour. Then it's an emergency pod. Oh, 
The, I like the it. Dave Corbin Burns wins NL Cy Young. It's an emergency pod. Yes. Yes. Okay. If Devin Williams, we're calling it right here. If Devin Williams which wins reliever of the year, not necessarily an emergency, but if he wins rookie of the year or if Corbin Burns wins Cy Young, we are getting our asses to our microphones and we will record a podcast. Can we make that deal now? Yeah, for sure. Let's do Unless it. Unless I'm at work. Ex- yeah, that's the one caveat. Yeah, all right, all right. We got to make some real money here. <laughs> yeah, we got to, like, you know, you know, we got to make an income. Got to pay the bills, but. I mean, I got a turtle now. I got to feed mouths here. <laughs> you got a big-ass turtle. He's, he's electric. Actually, I found out last night that he might be a girl, so. Oh. But I've been calling him a he for, like, three weeks now, so I don't think I'm changing. Oh, but that means you're a girl dad. <laughs> I hate it. I hated saying that. I really did. I really hated Anyways, saying that. I regret that. Go check out Home Sweet Ballpark. Use Bernie's Bones 15 to get 15% off on your order. Um, Olivia, did you get your stuff yet? Yeah, I got my stuff. Did you get your stuff? Are you waiting yet? Hmm. How's yours looking? It looks great. looks great. I wore one of them at my doctor's appointment this morning. Oh, another doctor's appointment? <laughs> Shut up. We're not going to talk about it. Anyways. Go check out. Did the doctor say anything? No. They were too professional? No. They just gave me some injections and I went on my merry way. Yikes. Yeah, Olivia. We've been over we've this. We've been over also we've... how sickly Olivia is. Yeah, we're not We're not going to talk about it right now. It was, we're not going to talk about if it. If it was any time period other than the 2000s, Olivia wouldn't make it. <laughs> Good thing I was born in 2003. <laughs> Take it easy with that. <laughs> All right. Make sure you check baby. us out. Check us out on Twitter. We're, we're not going to talk about this discussion on our Twitter. Our Twitter is strictly baseball. So go check us out on there. Uh, check out Cream City Central. They're the ones who are platform, if you will. So check them out as well on Instagram, Twitter. I think they have a Facebook. I don't know how to use Facebook. But anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> I really don't know how to use Facebook. On that note, come on. We're out of here. On that note, have a good week. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week while we're on the road to the playoffs. Stay safe.